0: To That's Rich, your favorite podcast about rich people and the bizarre way that they're exploiting you and what they do with the blood treasure <laughs> <laughs> that they wring from your corpse. My name is Rory Kelly. I'm Daniel McKeown. We are your maestros of money and your prophets of profit, and we are here to delve back into the darky depths of history and find bizarre things the rich people have done with the bizarre hoarded tre- treasure that they have acquired. Uh, and also, mm. look at these strange uh, machinations of the rich today, uh, as in our bizarre times you can 't stop them folks uh, they keep going, they keep it turns out like you literally can't yeah, you literally
1: <laughs> can 't stop them um, yeah, from, from act of God or from you know grumpy dragons resting on all the coins in their cave to face tatted soundcloud rappers squealing to the government about them. we're we're gonna cover it all it's
0: all fair game
1: how are you doing dan i'm good actually today was good because i scheduled enough stuff to keep me busy uh nice which is which doesn't always happen i literally just woke up and i looked at my uh diary and was like oh i have facetime calls all day and that was quite nice because usually i have to wander wander the streets uh
0: instead um that's the mistake i made today uh i i scheduled nothing and it turns out life just sort of happens around you oh yeah you blink and 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 it's 3 p.m yeah oh my god it's three and and it's really bright outside Mm -hmm. and that only makes you feel worse and you just you just go outside and you stand in the heat for a little bit and you let it soak in it's been weird i've been going it's great
1: what was quite nice is I went on a walk and I saw two separate teens smoking weed at opposite ends of the park. <laughs> that was really nice. I was like, "Yeah, you should. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it." Socially
0: <laughs> conscious to the last. I'm pretty sure I've seen like socially distanced drug deals uh, where like people leave things on benches and then what. And it's good to know, you know. I hope they're getting their small business loan from the government. I hope you know we're keeping these yeah. young entrepreneurs afloat. They're doing they're doing better than you know fucking Tim Martin's was doing how can the, the
1: tech bros microdose
0: in this climate <laughs> if not for them you know? Ma- so, yeah. mate I think microdosing has only stepped up since this has happened God, pity the wives of the tech bros who are I imagine most of those tech bros have been in their offices and are really quote onto something since lockdown has begun <laughs> <laughs> they've had a series of new bizarre and incoherent revelations go to bed babe babe go to bed
1: okay I'm on I need to on. <laughs> we can figure this out in the morning to. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, we're gonna start. We we have a bit of a structure going, so we have we're first gonna talk about minor <laughs> royalties. Lives, we have a bit uh, of a structure going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about minor royalties, so that's kind of the everyday news, and then one of us, Rory, this week has prepared a long form, uh, rich icon of history or today to, to unravel, and then we rank them on our Wonka scale. Uh, we believe that Willy Wonka is the number one crazy rich person that every rich person should try and aspire to be. Um, And we rank them on the good to evil ratio on that. uh, Correct. So, let's get into minor royalties. Uh, So, that's just the... These are things that aren't big enough to be a real story, basically. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. On a whole, this is these are the the vertical video sketches of Twitter to <laughs> to the 19 minute YouTube Folks, video. Folks, this is the drafts uh,
0: folder. Welcome, welcome uh, to to. This is firmly the. You want me just to delete
1: this? No. <laughs> this is the
0: chaff. Okay, the wheat comes later, but we are the chaff.
1: Um, the big one, the big one this week in rich people discourse, uh, is of course, everyone's favorite modern day Phineas Fogg, Richard Branson, <laughs> is um. <laughs> lamenting the fact that he, he doesn't have enough money and is begging the government to pay him out to, to bail out uh, Virgin Airlines, despite the fact he's also just said to all his employees, hey, just <laughs> fuck off for six weeks.
0: Uh, oh, Richard. Richard, I feel for Richard. I feel for that barefooted <laughs> psycho who has is, who is hippied about while gutting, fucking move to the Virgin Islands because he, quote, just really liked it there
1: <laughs> you know what I liked about it, the tax haven nature of it, actually, was something that really stood out to me um, he he genuinely was like it, the, the narrative of it, and he must hear it I do wonder if he hears it of him going like, I might have to sell an island
0: to cover this <laughs> it, is, yeah, mate. it is perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will put it on the market now
1: um, what I don't even know what real estate market that is. That's not that's just, like, just. I imagine just sticking up a two let sign and letting you know whatever pirates <laughs> come in and take it. Like, I would like that. It's
0: really perfect because like people have written about this. R- Richard Branson. Richard Branson's whole thing was to develop this persona of the the rock star CEO, right? So he like you know he does the Mick Jagger voice and he wears his hair long. Uh-huh. And, and he, you know, attends board meetings in open-toed shoes or whatever, and it's like hell yeah. You know, he really, he really, he really uh, paved the way for uh, modern-day uh-huh. shitheads. Um, and now he's like our deadbeat billionaire, <laughs> who's like, oh yeah. come on, like I gotta, you know, I gotta. The podcast is gonna take off. I just, uh, no, we don't want to sell an island. No, I well, you know, come on, motherfucker hasn't paid. T- oh my god, yeah. sorry, I get too angry. I no, can't please,
1: that's the whole point. It's just telling. It was so weird. I remember him, my memory of him in, in the public eye was always like, Branson's going to ride a hot air balloon, and then it would inevitably crash. <laughs> and be like, yeah, I, I decided not to do that anymore, and I'm just going to take it easy.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. It was always stunts like that, and it would be like, you know, exactly. Like, I'm going to jet ski, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump the gap between my work island and my play island we will just gather around and hope he crashed
1: and he never did you know sadly did. we never found a branson corpse um that's how he wants to go he wants to be Lawrence of Arabia he wanted to die doing some cool like action man shit and it never happened yeah. and now he's stuck yeah. picking up the pieces of 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 i don't know having the bare modicum of emotional intelligence when running a business like the bare, like the bare minimum you need to maybe pay your staff when they are furloughed in unprecedented times. Like, that's maybe
0: what you should do. Instead. That's the that's the point, is that Richard, Richard Branson has always been a total parasite, right? Like, the, the whole Virgin model is you just buy up companies and you slap Virgin on them, which is why they've had their hands in so many different pies over the mm-hmm. years. Um, and then just... Pop chip. The man doesn't know anything about anything, apart from white, writing various memoirs that have the word virgin in. I don't know if you've seen these. This is his. This is his one funny joke. Is like a virgin. His current one out now is called Finding My Virginity, which I feel like he's The joke's that. kind of on him. <laughs> yeah, like come on, man. No, but that—that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Is just the funny word for the person who hasn't had sex. What if that was an airline? Mm. What if that was a what if that was a shop? What if that was a record company? Mm. I mean, it's it, the man has no fucking skills to speak of whatsoever.
1: I th- I think uh, the I think maybe this is grandiose to say. I think our generation was one of the first to to not need fuckability to define yourself and I think mm. previously the idea of not fucking was so scary and <laughs> and, and impossible like you had to that for him to say what if we just said virgin and we owned it was blew <laughs> people's minds and it was like insane same with the Beatles that whole era like that was like <laughs> absolutely
0: yeah where Morrissey was like celibate and that apparently drove people insane That's like you know like made him, made them want him more yeah it's like but again, like, it, it's it's just unbearably cringe because it's like, it's like my favorite uh, Onion uh, headline, which is a uh, weird kid coming out of his shell giving Bully a lot more to work with. <laughs> like, he's the he's the yeah. kid who says, actually, I'm a virgin and it's cool, and we all laugh harder. Like, it doesn't work. Mm. Like, you can't Jedi mind trick your way into this, Branson. We yeah. hate you.
1: We yeah. will always, um...
0: always hate you. Right, so do we want to get into our... Main topic this week?
1: Yes. So Rory, you've you have prepared a a figure.
0: Indeed I have. So I think this figure is going to be the first in a long line of what might become a recurring series, um, about a very particular kind of person who is often rich, but typically tends to move in the rich person world. And that is con men. So we're going to be talking about a man named Witger Lutzig, who's a prominent con man uh, from the 20th century. Um, Have you heard of Victor Lutzig? I have no, I've never, never. Would you be at all curious if I told you uh, that his moniker these days typically tends to be the man who sold the Eiffel Tower? Oh, I don't know somebody <laughs> did that. <laughs> well that uh amazing reaction of shock and awe is what we're going for today. Um
1: so that was literally like a child's brain. <laughs> that was literally like uh, you could buy a bird that was that, sold was that it without level. owning it, I'll uh, clarify.
0: This guy is not, you know, like the king of France and so he doesn't I mean there's no
1: how do you sell it without owning it? Like again like the, the guy can like, oh, hey you idiot. could you hold could you hold could you hold my Eiffel Tower for two seconds? <laughs> (laughs) could you just i gotta run
0: oh yeah you can trust (laughs) old victor (laughs) (laughs) right so victor ludzik uh is a man who has the kind of life that is desperate for biography but also makes proper biographing nearly impossible right um his his life has become totally the stuff of folk legend and is mixed with fiction you know beyond belief Um, and is picked over endlessly by like true crime obsessives and has really helped shape our kind of archetype of the con man Um, the thing about Lutzig is that he did such a good job reinventing himself that it's almost impossible to know what's fake and what isn't Uh, he had dozens of aliases dozens of fake passports uh, and he had many many fake names. Lutzig had so many aliases and this will either be the episode artwork or we'll put a link to it but I've just sent Dan uh, Lutzig's uh, A rest form, um, and you'll see at the top there that massive paragraph uh, that you know is is more text than I uh, gather when preparing scripts for these episodes. That's just all of his wow. aliases, so including things like Bert Lutzig, Vilster Lustig, Bert Lausting, <laughs> Robert Lamar, <laughs> George Showbo, George Showbell. <laughs> Uh, and many others, including his actually legendary nickname, the Scarred, which is a reference to a scar he had on his uh, left cheek that uh, was. I, I
1: have to say he's very he's very keen on the whole repurposing content idea. <laughs> <He> <laughs> he clearly,
0: gonna...
1: <laughs> a lot of his aliases seem to follow the same mentality I have when playing Banana Grass. is that? Anything? Um...
0: This is going to be a recurring thing, okay, in in these stories, and I think this is what. Uh, what people love about comment stories is that and I've said this before about the past, the bar is so low, right? <laughs> if you were yeah. just like, hello, my name is and change a single letter in your name, people are like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> we have no possible But this is true, right? So we don't have a birth date uh for Lutzig. He went by Count Lutzig as well, which which people generally refer to him even 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 uh, exactly like, you know, just call yourself a count. He claimed to be descended from royalty Um, From European royalty. Uh, When he was eventually put in prison, uh, he was sentenced under the name Robert V. Miller. But as far as I can tell, there's no evidence that this was his real name either. Uh, And after his death, uh, the historian Thomas Andel went to Europe to try and track down Lutzig's family, uh, his real name, any clues about his young life. And he concluded that there wasn't any evidence that he'd ever been born. So... I mean, we know he existed because wow, we goals. have plenty of <laughs> exactly. I would like to scru- I would like to delete that many of my tweets. Lutzig's uncancelable. <laughs> no one knows what he was posting when he was in his teens. Like he- <laughs> that's
1: that's also something. That's something insane about the past is that there was. If you were smart, if you knew how records worked, basically. Yeah, exactly, you could just
0: disappear. You can just exa- There's no. There's no geotagging. Uh, there's no. You know. Uh, yeah, there's no Snapchat record from when you're that age. Like he he could he could just disappear. Um a US Secret Servant mm-hmm. agent once referred to ha- him as as elusive as a puff of cigarette smoke. Um which is in the past that's always fucking, how they talk. yeah, good luck
1: on the novel.
0: <laughs> Jesus, dude, you, you, you fucking,
1: yeah. You failed failed player, I huh? you wanna
0: fucking change. Everyone in the past talks like this, okay? Um so what we do know about Lutzig's childhood comes a lot from um true crime, uh Magazines and stories of the time. A very popular magazine called True Detective Mysteries wrote a lot about him. So this stuff is very, quite, possibly could be spurious because it's basically speculative fiction written at the time. Um, But it was known that he was very good with cards and he got into magic. So he was one of those awful nerds who gets into magic because he can't talk to people, Um, and then he turned that into a whole like archetype of a person. Many of us do quite (laughs) insulted. uh, (laughs) So them, Daniel. um... Daniel, look me in the eye over zoom and tell me you can do any magic
1: I can't even shuffle cards so <laughs> me and my mum actually that's genuine my, my, me and mum have played uh, gin rummy uh, a few nights of the week uh, and she's been trying to teach me how to shuffle and I can't <laughs> <laughs> my wrists are too weak and loose. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm like, is that it? <laughs>
0: Your mum is just bad, yeah. fleecing you for cash and just like yeah, me, 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 rewriting me the my rules mommy. of Rummy as you go to, to take money from you. So Lutzig had a variety of cons and um, he did most of his best work in the 1920s. Um, which many people have talked about as kind of the golden era of cons um in a in a famous book called the big con <laughs> uh which looks at the theory of con <laughs> i knew you're gonna laugh shut up big con <laughs> the big con um which is a classic and uh there's <laughs> lots of little cons <laughs> stacked on top of each other sorry god the big con is the <laughs> no trench coat con. It's just lots of little cons. Big cons golden age is usually agreed to have run from the turn of the century to the depression with its peak occurring roughly between 1914 and 1923. Uh, and it was a period of unprecedented prosperity for the American upper middle class. Provincial dentists and wholesale grocers, whose father had been blacksmiths or coopers, were making fortunes apparently without effort in a stock market that appeared to have permanently defeated the laws of gravity. Often enough, such types were persuaded that their success was owed to their perseverance, rather than to luck or general okay, trends. Take, and while the lack of material rest. advantages is customarily cited as defeating moral strictures and preparing the ground for criminal activity, there is much as evidence that good fortune can lead to a sense that one stands above the common clutter, that one can't lose, that one's prosperity can't help but benefit the rest yeah. of society. So the 1920s was ripe for this because the period of overconfidence created by just endless boom, and endless financial boom in particular, just created a generation of marks, <laughs> which I very much consider our own time to be in as well.
1: So, so, so people um, were like... Making money and had like an earnest, genuine belief in if you paid your dues, you can make the economy boom and work for everyone. That's the sort of the general sensibility.
0: Yeah, and and more is that they genuinely felt like they couldn't be beaten. Right? Is that like the the right. all of the literature at the time talks about how you know the, there was just this kind of <laughs> very much ungodly taunting, <laughs> taunting the universe, kind of. <laughs> Roller coaster only goes up, baby. Uh, mentality. That's so funny. I've never
1: known because I think even the people that work now in stocks and the and the, the and the stock market don't have that faith in it. Like even people are like, oh, the market will provide. They're, they're still cutthroat. They're still like, you have to, you know, fight your
0: way to get your yeah, pass. yeah, yeah. You have to fight. <laughs> that the game Yeah. No one's
1: just like, oh, I put money. I put a thousand dollars into a thing, and they say it's going to go up if I just wait.
0: Uh, like, that's not Dan, I re- I, I no. I'm gonna disagree with you hard. That is definitely how they think it works. <laughs> when they, oh, the line goes up. It's good to know that. And then when the line goes down, even though it goes down at various points in history, they're always surprised. They're doing the, <laughs> the big, the big feigned cartoon. You know, a bomb's blown up in my face. Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, They
1: stop putting, investing in stocks is just making out with your
0: bride made of dynamite for for three years <laughs> exactly um, so some of Utzik's cons included the Romanian money box mm-hmm. um, which has got to be the most pure like distillation of a con ever which was just a box that he claimed you could put smaller amounts of money into and it would produce $100 bills uh, using, what? I think ra- using radiation was his claim, that it could change them into into uh, higher denominations of currency. Do you want to guess how this box worked? Do you want to know um, how that I imagine it's functions? literally
1: like a funnel and it's the same. It's like shooting up fake money or something like that. Yes, that...
0: that's basically it. The box was full of larger amounts of money <laughs> and I don't know if no one checked this. He sold these, right? He sold them particularly on ships going over to the united states uh-huh. you know uh, uh, taking it exactly you know taking advantage of aspirational people um <laughs> we're like this is gonna come in handy when i get to the u.s <laughs> i've got this box that makes money <laughs> so, that's so sad though it's
1: just like yeah i have five dollars i'll give you that sure i'll give you all my money and then
0: well before you start crying um the thing right. is and and, as far as I can tell, the reason I'm a big fan of Lutzig is that he largely seemed to take advantage of rich people, so he okay. sold these boxes for tens of thousands of dollars Wow, right? okay, he sold one of them for forty six thousand okay you know um the dumbest rich people who thought they'd bought in on a, bought in on a hustle that there was a box that can just print money
1: i for me, I'm just hearing this it's like there must be some confluence of i I'm just trying to justify why they'd be so stupid in my <laughs> head. I'm just trying to be like, why would you think that? Why would you think that on any level? Why would you believe this? I, th- that's
0: I true? think it's part. Of, I think it's part of what we've already said, um, which is that you know this was a time of unprecedented wealth, and I think the part of that part of the point as well is that this was at a time when, due to things like finance, people were making in monies, m- people were making money in ways they hadn't made money before. So money just seemed right. magic, which it kind of is. Yeah. Um, so the absurdity yeah. of that led. However, the other way it might have worked is that um, Lutzig had ten rules for being a con man, um, which I'm going to read you okay. now, and I'm uh, curious to see what you think. Please,
1: it I'm interested. I want to learn. Yeah. So I've been so far living as a as a
0: ruleless con man. <laughs> so I need to more maybe of an improv con. Check man. <laughs>
1: myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> taking suggestions from the audience. Um, okay. So rule number one: be a patient listener. Uh, in brackets he said it is this and not fast talking that gets con man con men fuck he writes terribly okay number one be a patient listener it is this not fast talking that gets a con man his coos so listen once in a fucking while you know that's all I'm saying I don't know if that's uh (laughs) I may be bringing personal stuff to this um this is also my wife's
1: <laughs> <laughs> rules on being Well, good speaking husband. of
0: which, two, never look bored, which uh, I can't speak for you when we're recording these fucking podcasts. <laughs> Don't be obviously checking Twitter while you're trying to call people. <laughs> shut up, shut up. I'm
1: listening. I'm clearly... Okay, number, number th- three. I think I could... I, 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 so you know far, what? I'm feeling like I could well, do this.
0: Well, yeah, I'm... so number three. Um, <laughs> wait for the other person to reveal any political opinions, then agree with them that's oh, family cri- family that's christmas rules you know just <laughs> 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 just be a fucking mirror for whatever's going on
1: ah uh, yes ah uh, yes my my interactions with uh, those are supposed to be nearest and dearest to me
0: do do mirror that of a con man's rules i am um, it's a hustle we call it a hustle for a reason uh for very similar let the other person reveal religious views then have the same ones um okay you know uh, so, you know, remember that. Same religious views. Uh, f- okay, f- five is when these things start to get weird. I don't, I'm not sure I really get this. Number five, hint at sex talk, but don't follow up unless the other person shows a strong interest. <laughs> so, like... Obliquely <laughs> talk about dick and dime, but don't like, don't be too just, explicit. Just
1: go like, no, no, it's, it's it's the classic. It's that you go like, wait, eh? and then if they go like, fuck, I'm horny, then you know,
0: <laughs> you've got a mark. Exactly. This is the rule that, as you've identified, the uh, the juanlipa loving dad does, where he, you know, yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, ooh, that uh that that is uh, is, and then when you go, yeah, I'm nut to her, but. <laughs> you know, <they're> like, <laughs> Then he can reveal his raging hard-on.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's six. the masculine rules of, of any of, I think, any, any, exactly, any man just... who's
0: horny, is, yeah. who,
1: who wants to express and feel validated by horniness.
0: That's know? certainly my rule for these guys, is keep it close to your chest, which they never want to do. They always want to talk about it. Um, number six, never discuss illness unless some special concern is shown. I don't know what that fucking means. I don't know why that's relevant. Number seven: Never pry into a person's personal circumstances. Uh, number eight: Deal done. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah that's... I don't want to fucking know shit. Uh, number eight: Never boast. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, i have gonna have to break this one. Uh, the 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 little additional advice on this one reads: Just let your importance be quietly obvious, which. It isn't at all. How? No. Uh, tell me how. <laughs> I've been well, been trying to do that for years. <laughs> you'll see in the he, you'll see in the the Eiffel Tower con how he was managed to do that. Uh, nine never be untidy. We're screwed. Uh, ten never <laughs> get drunk. This sounds like a fucking awful life. Um, so those are the rules for being a con
1: man. Uh, Do you think you could hack it as a con man? I think I could do it maybe one con at a time and maybe drink afterwards. You know what I mean? That's the one. That's the one I really struggle with not getting drunk. <laughs> Cause I get so caught, yeah, caught up in it. I so ca- get. I get so caught up in my like. I'm fucking screwing this guy. I'm doing great, and then be just like <laughs> drinking more and be like, yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, why don't you just buy the Eiffel Tower? I don't know, man. Just fucking do it. Like it'd be so good
0: to have. Oh, I'm getting this sucker. You're rubbing your hands. I'm getting this sucker so good. <laughs> or just while thro- <laughs> throwing while throwing up on myself. like,
1: bah. <laughs> it was a
0: really good investment. This is a um, you just. Um, Lutzig, true to comic form as well. He also had a whole bunch of disguises, uh, like a rabbi, a priest, uh, a bellhop. Is that all to walk uh, into a, a bar bag... with? He, a lady just... a... <laughs> he dressed like a New Yorker cartoon, walking around. That was his whole gimmick. Um, the million dollar question, or rather the seventy thousand dollar question: How did my man sell the Eiffel Tower? So. The most important thing to remember about the Eiffel Tower is that it's complete and utter shit and everyone hates it. Um, the Eiffel Tower goes up in 1889 as like a big celebration of the of the turn of the century uh, and it's fucking garbage. Everybody hates it. It's always in disrepair. It's really badly looked after. And so there were loads of articles in the paper at the time saying this big, pointy souvenir okay. in the middle of our city fucking sucks. It's it's really hated art. it. People didn't like, yeah, they people largely really dislike the Eiffel tower It's considered ugly. It doesn't look like the rest of Paris. It's really weird. It doesn't do It's anything. extremely it's, weird it's, to be fair. Like it is extremely <laughs> weird. Like it's got loads of holes in it. Like don't understand. <laughs> that's not what a tower is. Like it's no, genuinely, but I mean, it looks utterly bizarre. It's like this big symbol. Of, I think you know, as
1: well, if oops. I, if I'm honest, like hearing about the history of, when you were at oh the Eiffel Tower, it was made by a guy whose name was Eiffel. Everything seems to slot yep. into place. It really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, here's I'm Johnny, here's the Johnny Tower, uh it's good to go. Like it's it's not a tower. <laughs> it's a kind of not a great day out. Like it's <laughs> no one you can go no on one there, who I lives guess. there uses it at all. <laughs> uh, almost everyone who lives there hates it, probably. Um, there isn't even
0: a bar in it. Like, you know, like, yeah, you can take a bar in yeah, anything. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, Lutzig exploited this and realized that, okay, the widespread reports that the Eiffel Tower is dis- in disrepair. I'm going to take a look at that. So, the first thing he did, and this is a good example of the past being fucking life on easy mode, uh is that he got stationary commissioned with the uh, seal of the French government on it. Um, <laughs> so he he paid a guy to write French government <laughs> on his paper and that was enough.
1: Um, That's like how paper money was a whole thing as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people were people like, have you got your... Have exa- you got, yeah. you can, it's like, is this going to mean I can live?
0: Yes. <laughs> it's
1: like, it would be, you'd have to wait a week, but sure, it'll arrive. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. This says five puns on it. It's fine. Fucking fine. (laughs) So he got this commissioned, and then he wrote to five of the biggest scrap metal dealers in France, and he invited them uh, to a room he rented at one of the most prestigious hotels in France. Okay. Um, And there he had a meeting uh, where he insisted it was with great discretion, but because of engineering faults and costly repairs, and also he said, political problems I cannot discuss, uh, the tearing down of the Eiffel Tower has become mandatory. Um, and so he insisted on telling everyone it was very, very hush hush. But he's flogging the Eiffel Tower. This guy has no link, right? God, that's so no good.
1: Reason. I love every part of this. <laughs> it own. He's like, Listen, this that's the classic, king. that's the classic con man thing as well as in just don't, hey, don't tell anybody. I told mm. you, but we we but, but, that big ugly thing they're tearing it down. Was it playing off of about <laughs> yeah. public further as well? Do you think was, there, was, there, was that? Was that absolutely? Yeah, the gen.
0: Just the general impression that the thing was in. Di- Apparently, it was in disrepair. There were reports saying it's it's falling apart and it's going to cost a lot to fix it up.
1: So, uh, the other side of that what? is like, why is like, hey, that thing they're tearing down, they're, that thing everyone hates, they're going to tear it down, and then some rich guy is like,
0: <laughs> I have a million pounds, I will give you right now. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it, give it to me! I want it! I want it! I want <laughs> Well, that's the thing as well as and you know is that these these people seem to take advantage, yeah, of people's greed and of people's own corruption. So you'll see that. But exactly as you say, they you know they make you complicit in in something that's super sketch and off the books mm. as well. So he organised tours of it, um, but uh, according to uh, reports, um, he already had his mark uh, settled on. Okay.
1: I I'm, I'm imagining bit. it's like a guy licking a lollipop and wearing like <laughs> <you know. laughs> That is exactly how <laughs> I've been picture. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah. Hello I um, am, I am we're down? Like he's he speaks am, in a UU
1: voice and everything like.
0: <laughs> I am Johnny Millionaire Junior <laughs> Uh my dad had lots of money and I am very dumb. Yeah, oh bless um, Bless the dumb millionaire children. Um, So his mark was a man named André Poisson. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, which I believe means fish. Um, And the way he actually executed the con was brilliant because instead of actually selling him the Eiffel Tower, because presumably at some point you have to transfer the money to the people who actually Uh own the Eiffel Tower. It doesn't happen in, like, a cash payment in a big, like, bag of money uh, with a frank sign written on it. (laughs) Um, Instead, what he did was he asked for a bribe to say, look, if you kind of uh, 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 you let oh, me in on this, I'll get you the deal. Oh, that's good. Um, oh so that's he, good. Sorry, I... isn't that isn't that a move. Isn't that a move? Well it worked so well. So he got he ended up getting seventy thousand dollars um for a building that he does not own and is not for sale. Um from Andrea Presson. And and he and he immediately fled back to Austria. He spent he spent the whole time looking in the papers, waiting to see when the news would break. Okay. Um, so he he got the money he, and ran to Austria. He got the money and he ran back to Austria. He's in Austria. He's living it up large. He's having a great time. Um, I, I, I believe that. at this point, I may be getting a wire across here, but I believe at this point, because he has so much money, everyone's going, where do you get your money? And then he sells more of these fucking boxes on the side. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, this is where. Um, this was in 1925, by the way. I should have said that at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the magic so box back. man. I'm not shady. I didn't rob, I guess. <clears> so he's waiting for the story to break. Crime of the century, a man has sold the Eiffel Tower to, to, its, to some rich kid. Um, and it never does. It doesn't come in the papers. Because as he rightly suspected, Poisson was too embarrassed uh, and too... Uh, and, and was implicated in in trying to bribe a government official, even though he wasn't government official. So he didn't tell anyone. He he did he didn't go to the authorities. He didn't mention it. <laughs> he just oh I guess God. he just wrote off like seventy thousand worth of uh, continental breakfast on business trips in his expense book and don't <laughs>
1: it again. That's definitely um, a moment when that sinks in. That classic Mark moment, just like fuck fuck he definitely screamed into a pillow (laughs) and it was like yeah it's fine
0: (laughs) can you imagine can you Dan can you actually imagine you think you've got the deal of the century I've got oh boy my numbers come up I got the Eiffel Tower I'm gonna rename it the Eiffel me Um, (laughs) you fucking and then you realise that you've been fucking swindled yeah Um, and
1: you can't tell anyone because of status
0: and so, because of that, and this is where I've slightly lied about um, uh, what his common moniker is. He is not just known as the man who sold the Eiffel Tower. He is generally known as the man who sold the Eiffel Tower twice, because he, did it he again. came back and he did it again. That is <laughs> he did so the exact good. <laughs> same scam. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. I'm sorry. I love. Wait, can I ask? Is it because? Is it the state of? I guess I don't know. The economy and wealth was at a point where it was like, if you got scammed, it wasn't even a big deal. Like he was like, oh well, uh, shit. Well, that's kind of
0: cringe. I won't tell anyone. I'll die. I'll die with this fact that I did. Um, I guess there probably is something to that. In that, presumably, this guy's money was just his own money, so it's not like he had to report to any shareholders or anything. I don't know that for certain, but. Yeah, he was. He was probably more disposed to just keep it under his hat, and the, like you say, the cost to his reputation would probably be way higher if he admitted this happened. Uh, so he just swept it under the rug. Uh, so this case makes L- Lutzig famous, um, uh, and he ends up going to the US, um, and he spends. His- Wait, how did he get famous? Was it just so the second mark goes to the police? Um, but he's also oh, okay. just kind of generally known about. I mean, he's arrested in forty. He's arrested forty times. And he beat the rap. He either beat the rap on all of those, <laughs> nice. or he escaped from jail. King, so King, he just spent King, his, King, <laughs> exactly. Um, so he just spent his whole time on the run, uh, in various zany disguises, um, uh, and running different cons um, until he he took on what is and and you've already alluded to this. Uh, his most ambitious scheme, which is in the nineteen thirty, he partnered with a chemist named Tom Shaw, and set up a massive money counterfeiting operation um uh, in doing this uh tom Shaw was a very talented chemist uh, and he was able to produce bills that looked incredibly real um and in doing okay. so that they they ended up uh distributing enough fake money what year was this a hundred thousand okay. dollars per month uh, i should say by now this was in 1930 Um, The bills were so good that couriers didn't even know the couriers carrying it didn't even know it was fake money. I mean, the scheme was so tightly run, Um, and he arguably, probably overreached by attempting to fit counterfeit hundred-dollar bills, which Mm -hmm. you don't normally do because they're (laughs) scrutinized heavily by the bank. But they check when you're counterfeiting money; you don't do the hundreds. Um, But he was able to do that. But again, um. Like you say <laughs> about like paper money where it's just like, Oh, you know, I've got a note here that says I'm a very rich man and people just fucking believed it, you know. It was an incredibly sophisticated What else
1: am I supposed to go off? The the va the, the, the bank of data I have right at my fingertips? No, I literally have this letter <laughs> from a king or whatever to prove this. That's the Yeah. Um it's 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 insane to me. I'm just thinking of like Around 1930, what, a few years later, the Weimar Republic would ruin a whole economy for the exact same thing. Wait, this is exactly it! This is what's amazing! How many years apart is that? That's not even... Only
0: only a handful, But, but this is the thing. When the judge sentenced him, uh, for this, uh, they said that he was quote like some other government issuing money in rivalry with the United States Treasury, and it is believed, and it's difficult to figure out th- to what extent, but it is it is believed that he genuinely may have caused economic damage by circulating so really? much fake currency. Yeah, this was a really serious crime that people were really freaked about because it <laughs> was so off. believable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quit it Quit it Like he was like Really fucking just with the game for two fucking seconds Like can you just not print money For like two fucking seconds
0: but that's what I love about it because on the one hand you've got this guy like who starts with a box that says ah, oh, I can print money and you know and just just this stupid and sells the Eiffel Tower stupid zany schemes and at the end yeah. he's exposing like the fragility of the of the United States fiat Literally, currency. Literally
1: when he started doing his bit he was like oh yeah I have this bit I have this fake thing that scams people where it makes more money and then people are like oh yeah we can do that. That surely have that that jump between oh yeah just printing more money somehow is a problem.
0: It certainly seems like in classic style, uh, his his error was hubris because he he printed too much money. He printed hundred dollar bills, which was stupid, um, and also um, he ended up having an affair with Tom Shaw's mistress. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, don't and do in that. F- f- <laughs> and then uh, his personal life is very interesting. There's some reports that he may have had like a whole secret family that he raised, uh, but but no one's. I'm exactly not. Sure. I would not be surprised, frankly. I mean, I, I, yeah.
1: The life. I think if you're a con artist, your the your whole like, your whole sense of what life is is slippery. Mm. Uh, and and uh, yeah.
0: So. Exactly. When I when I sign in uh, with a fake email address to public Wi-Fi, I suddenly feel like a divided <laughs> self. So I don't know how like I don't know how I, 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 I live like this. So. uh The woman that he was very prominently having uh, an affair with. Hang on, hang on. Sex, 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 sex. I love sex. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't cut it. Cut that. I don't, I don't love sex.
1: (laughs) I don't want it out there that I love sex because I hate
0: it. (laughs) They can't, they can't know. That's my (laughs) next. Nixon's tapes are him saying things like I just love fucking Henry get in here I'm dying
1: about fucking you see this Henry it's called a playboy they've just got out. <laughs> he's found they go under a bridge and they've found a playboy
0: <laughs> that's what they were looking for in the Watergate hotel that's what he sent those burglars in to get there's a stack of nudie mags <laughs> i am not a simp god damn it, i hate this bit so much and i know it's going in
1: um, <laughs> right.
0: uh, just just to go back so quick um Luzig's girlfriend was uh a woman called billy Mae Scheibel, uh who was uh a woman who ran a very prominent uh prostitution ring uh but when uh she found out that Lutzig was having an affair with Tom Shaw's mistress, uh, she made an anonymous call to the police uh, and told them where he was staying uh, in New York. Um,
1: See, that's... that's. Can I say, the other thing with con men is that in all walks of life, they are cheeky buggers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> tell you
0: what, tell you what, he's a... He does try it on, doesn't he? He pushes luck, pushes luck. He does
1: he does oh, Easy, yeah. easy,
0: <laughs> easy. Easy, you fucker. Um well exactly also <laughs> here's another so he was he was tracked on in nineteen thirty-five. Um I swear to god Oh by the way, shout out to the to, to the um the primary sources I'm getting for these are these two good articles by uh Gilbert King uh, and Jeff Meish mm-hmm. in uh Smithsonian magazine. Um there are various books and stuff, but they're the main things that I've uh worked from. Um, but uh, Gilbert King actually says that um, uh, when when uh, when Lutzig was brought in, he'd been being tailed by the police, who were <laughs> who were who had been thrown off for the first few weeks by his fake mustache. Oh come on, come on! I swear to God, God they have been tailing him and then they lost him because he downed a fake mustache. I just I fucking love the past. Um, no,
1: that's that is truly because that is that is proper. Uh, you know. Old coppers being like the old the, the old Bobby's Oh no, I know. Where going. Where's he bloody gone, sir? Where'd you see where? him go? Did you see him go anywhere? <laughs> like, uh,
0: you a uh, legitimate businessman, <laughs> moustachioed man? Where did uh Anyway, they 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 grab him. They ask him where he's going. He gives very cryptic answers. Uh, but they find a key on him that he eventually leads them to this uh locker, which was full of fifty-one thousand counterfeit bills. Wow. Um, oh, so That's nothing. That of means these. nothing. It's just a lot of, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> this a is, lot of trash. This is a chump changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's tr- <laughs> I
1: um, wonder if the policeman was like, we're going to make a killing. And he's like, no, it's fake. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um, so, uh, he's arrested, um, and in, in true fucking form, um, uh, he's put into what is described as an inescapable uh, federal detention center in Manhattan, which he promptly escapes from <laughs> um, in an unprecedented form. Um, uh, he saw the bars of his cage. He he absailed down the wall with bed sheets tied together. Yes, uh, when, quite. When very <laughs> in again, once more, the recurring theme: people in the past were dumber than us. When he was, when he was, when oh he was scaling God. down the walls. Um, and people saw him and thought, that looks a bit weird. Uh, he took out a handkerchief and wiped the windows <laughs> and pretend to be a window cleaner. No,
1: shut up, he did. No. <laughs> I swear to
0: God. And people went, oh. Yeah, Was he also dressed as
1: Spider-Man for the kids. Was that the other thing?
0: Insane. He's one of those dads. Do you remember those dads who used to, like, those divorced dads who used to dress like Batman uh, and break into Buckingham Palace? Uh, like...
1: Uh, dads for heroes or, or something. Dads. No, it's not called dads for heroes. No, dads it's heroes, dads
0: for heroes. It's, what is it? It's, it's something like it's, that. Um,
1: Who cares? It might as well be called Dad's <laughs> Army. It's literally like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dad's plural army. Um, also, in Metalass uh, style. Fathers he left for justice. A quote on his that's what Fathers it's called. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sick, the original uh, father, the original divorced guy, Lawrence Fox could never. Um, he he, ha- he broke out of a of a federal detention center in Manhattan. Um, he also then, uh, wow. when he left, when he left, he left a quote from Victor Hugo's Les Mis uh, written on his uh, on his pillow. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it doesn't matter that much. But it's it's just about Jean Valjean breaking out. But he wrote it by hand. Possibly from memory, and left it on his pillow before he broke. That's kind of cringe. So... Sorry, that's
1: like kind of. <laughs> sorry, that's like that's like completing a. No, up. sorry federal like, correction center next time sorry, that's like that's like pulling off the biggest heist of the century and leaving a note that just says i am iron man iron man it's, like, it's just oh great yeah we all read
0: books dude no yeah, we all read, no yeah.
1: no <laughs> yes it is no. how's not i'm not accepting
0: <laughs> not? that victor hugo and the first iron man film directed by john favreau are the same source
1: are they that not is, both stories
0: is... It is true that they are both stories and they are both fiction. You know what? I take it back. You're right. You're definitely right. He was actually quoting the lame is the Tom Ford musical, so he (laughs) is, in fact, cringe. Actually, actually, I I didn't. I guess, I guess. Sorry, go on. I'm...
1: I have no truck with it, really. But, like, if I was, like, breaking out, I would like to think I would leave a more personal note than, like, oh, yeah, there's nothing. I can't relate my personal experience to breaking out of a prison. I have to reference a book I read one time. Like, that's, like. Dan,
0: for many, for many reasons, it is relevant because it was about a man escaping from. That's what the books are He like. didn't steal also, a loaf of many...
1: bread, he sold the <laughs> Eiffel Tower as a scout. Yeah, that's actually. I'll give you the just same. a snippet.
0: The, quote, the la- end of the quote is Law was not made by God, and man can be wrong. So he's like pulling like laws are unjust and it's like, not the laws against selling the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, 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 those are, are fair. You are pushing it.
1: You are pushing it, sir.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you think it's cringe. Um, Which for, let's one of... <laughs> Okay, well, that's one of many reasons I'm glad you're not a hard-boiled detective. Because uh, you've been oh, leaving a rose at the scene of the crime, man. I don't know. That's pretty gay. <laughs> that's, uh, no, I'm, I'm not down. Just steal the jewelry and move on. Like, you don't, already Don't won. be sh- don't so showy. Um, live well enough alone. Yeah. You, you, you. <laughs> you have the jewels. Isn't that enough? Um, lo- cut a long story short. He gets rumbled. but ba- He breaks out of jail, but he gets rumbled again. And then he gets sent to Alcatraz. Oh, Ooh. shit.
1: The big one. The big boy.
0: He's prisoner number three hundred at Alcatraz. Um he gets sent there. Uh he's heavily stripped searched uh uh he for, for watch springs and for razor blades and all street. He's hosed down with freezing cold water to make sure they they're taking no fucking chances. Um and then he was paraded through the building. It was really oh, in demeaning. Case, in case an Eiffel Tower falls <laughs> out. The keys to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh and and that's where he spends the rest of his life. Um he while either? he's there he makes yeah, he makes, oh, um, while well, he's there, he makes 2,000 um, medical requests and fulfills 507 prescriptions. And people think this is part of some sort of a con or a hustle. But it turns out it probably wasn't, and he dies of pneumonia in 1947. Um, well, that's the boy who and cries he's... wolf,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't write out fake checks your whole life
0: and then think...
1: <laughs> I'm not enjoying your hatred
0: for for Lutzig in the chat right now. I feel bad
1: that he died in prison. You always want a scammer to, to to sail off into the sunset.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and and um, very bizarrely, his his surviving relatives kept his death secret until 1949. out of shame um, or? As as I, I'm not exactly sure. It's I'd not fucking really clear. tell everybody. Uh, maybe. I'd maybe tell,
1: I tell everybody. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. No, they got him. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, they got him. I think that maybe that was it. I have no idea. I'm speculating. Hmm. Maybe that was the reason, um, but it was a shame. Um, On his... uh, Sorry, the source here is unclear. It was either his obituary or his uh, arrest card. Um, uh, The person wrote, Apprentice Salesman uh as his profession. <laughs> <Job. 'Cause laughs> because what, I what, guess,
1: like liar and
0: thief kind <laughs> of <laughs> his <laughs> spinner of untruths yeah. <laughs> uh, was not was not uh fitting. Yeah exactly. Um What a King. But even, I really
1: support it. I love scam King.
0: I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge uh Lutzig stan. Um he became a millionaire doing this um uh and he ran many things. There's more I didn't cover um, he lived a truly insane life. I love it. What a man! What was his name again? Say it again, Victor. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> Victor Lutzig. But I couldn't take that opportunity not to tell you we don't know his name. He he went by Prisoner 300. That may as well have been his name. Everything fucking else Bless. was Robert Miller and and all these other. Who fucking knows? Mm, we have no I, clue. I, I I do love Man's that. Man's a ghost. What a, what a king, what a legend.
1: Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I really... I, I hadn't known him at all. I hadn't known anything about that.
0: And, and, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, I, it's so yeah, hard. he's, uh, he's uh, a wonderful you, character.
1: Do you... Where do you think he falls on the Wonka scale?
0: Right, well, I have a controversial Wonka scale reading. One thing I did leave out, and this is only mentioned in one source I read, so I, I will say... You know, say, Rory, you're
1: not supposed to bring
0: together sources in your conclusion. Just saying, that's quite... Well, all uh, I'm saying is that... It, he may have been involved in some murders but no one's sure and so I'm just I'm just leaving that out so leaving out the murders I'm gonna give my my hardest core Wonka scale um I think that barring possible murder involvement everything this guy did was fucking awesome and I don't care about any of I think he's the too cool I think he's
1: too cool for the the limits of the Wonka scale the only similarity Go- to Wonka I would say is the cringe factor that only pops up a
0: little bit <laughs> They're certainly both a little cringe. They both wear their heart on this leap. I'm I'm giving him a I'm giving him a one for the atrocity thing. I don't think he did fucking anything wrong. He took any dumbasses. I'd, I'd go with you there. a the box, yeah. yeah. And I'm giving him like a nine for 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 uh, for fucking for sick moves, dude. <laughs> I I think he owns. I think I think if you want to fucking. Tank the currency of the United States just so you can like buy. I mean, one of the things it mentions here is that his the main his main expenditure appears to be gambling. I mean, like you like oh, I don't know bless. what he needed the money for. Um, so I I think I think he's a king, and I think if you want to hustle the rich, uh, yeah, I think it's hard exp-
1: to. I, I I'm I'm going to use the the fact that it's incredibly hard to trace entire eco- economic ruin to one gentleman.
0: <laughs> so, um,
1: I will go with you on that. I'll say a one and I'll say... Um, I, it's so hard for me because I think people who call off scams are just so cool. <laughs> this is turning into a simp... As you should. This is turning into a simp cast for, for Victor, but... Um, <laughs> I think it's genuine, so I'd go with you on a nine. Yeah, I'd agree. I think your your rating yeah. is
0: solid. Good guy. Um, there, I was just gonna say if we do more con people, as I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many unlearn, many stories. Yeah, exactly. Some of them some of them are worse. You know, some of them take advantage of of the poor, the weak. Oh poor. yeah. And some of them sell genuinely kind of deranged products, like you know Elizabeth Holmes's crazy like blood centrifuge. Mm. <laughs> um, but. Uh I don't think I don't think my boy Victor comes into that uh category. I think I think everything he did was fun. <laughs> um and I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's
1: honestly like I'm I'm here for it quite actively. Um Yeah, I think that's uh I think that's today's episodes.
0: I think that's it. I think we're done. Um I mean, you if you stuff?
1: yeah um if you want to so uh, we're we're fortnightly this podcast if you if you want to follow everything we're up to we're at that's rich podcast on instagram we're on that's rich on on facebook we have a facebook page with uh, content and, and new uploads and stuff and we also have uh rich underscore podcast on twitter if that's uh, your preferred thing um there's nothing really to plug it's just uh it's it, it's um time has stopped uh, yeah I
0: have a plug little slept on thing um when you walk around the back of your garden uh do a little diagonal move that's uh that really gonna, beats the circles that's, I think uh, I'm going to
1: do that tonight
0: actually um <laughs> that's yeah Please do, and think of me when you do.
1: To say thanks for listening, we really do appreciate it. Thank you to Josh Wrighton for writing our theme tune. Um, Beautiful, lovely theme can, tune. You can find him on Josh Wrighton Music on on Facebook and on on Instagram. He he, he is, makes super cool music, super great pop, and and uh, he is the sweetest, loveliest guy in the world. I has his own podcast as well, so check that out.
0: Thank you so much for listening, uh, for choosing us as your entertainment in these these uh, bizarre times. Um, stay safe. Um. Anything else to add?
1: Nothing else to add man Keep scamming um, Keep scamming
0: Keep the hustle On behalf of Victor Um, Rich people are insane And crazy Keep, keep the uh, hustle to go parody. going Don't actually scam We could get tra- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean don't actually scam Yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And genuinely we, we really appreciate you listening And tuning in again uh, In a couple of weeks time Where I'll be bringing A, a insane rich person story and next time. Uh catch you later. Stay safe, stay clean.
0: Bye. Catch you later. Bye bye.